0: When I shoot my shot, it's stuck a wild, where it's going, in. Cross niggas like Bubba Chuck, I never gave a fuck. Hook shot a hole like Kareem, but I never leave a book. I hit that
1: Janobi
0: with my left hand on like, whoo! Bitch, you want with me shooting in the gym? Wrong night, I perform
1: like Mike. Anyone, Tyson, Jordan, Jackson, action. James Harden with the don't me nigga
0: way back. Michael Jordan, 1985, bitch, I travel with a cocaine
1: circus. And you can live through anything if magic made it. Thank <music> you. What up my fellow Knicks fans, this is your guy, Marcellus Ease. Don't panic quite yet. Now, things are looking up, and nothing is better than Knicks basketball, particularly when the weather gets warm, because you already know what that means. Now, before we get through our final nine games of the season, which is going to be a gauntlet when we go through the West Coast, we're going to take a look at a few things, particularly we're going to hear from Julius Randle. As he revealed early last season before the Knicks made the front office changes, he did have a sit down dinner with World Wide West and Leon Rose about what he needed. And Julius also reflected on how Tibbs kind of instilled a culture that's affected the young guys, particularly RJ Barrett and Quickly. And we're also gonna talk about how Quickly and RJ, they're kind of in a unique situation as they have like a little chip on their shoulder due to a lot of the disrespect that they get, particularly in their rookie years. As we all know, R.J. Barrett got disrespected being left off the all-rookie list last season. And quickly this season, even though he's having a good year, is still yet being disrespected. So having that chip on their shoulder has kind of brought these guys into a different level. And just looking down this Knicks roster, especially during our nine-game winning streak, we're going to take a look at some of the key guys that contributed that were kind of unexpected. And they definitely this season stepped their game up to a different level as far as the contributions that they're providing to this team and the importance of them during this nine game winning streak. And finally, we're gonna take a look at the Eastern Conference playoff tiers. As we all know, the top three teams, the 76ers, the Brooklyn Nets, and the Milwaukee Bucks are kind of in one tier, but then there's this middle tier in which we're pretty much gonna be battling to the very end of the season, which is us, the Hawks, the Celtics, the Heat, and the Hornets kind of battling for that fourth spot through that seventh spot. But the Knicks, once again, they're trying to remain in that sweet area, which is the fourth seed to at least play the Heat or maybe even the Atlanta Hawks. As of right now, the Hawks are fifth place, but we're trying to stay within that sweet spot of fifth or fourth, so we can try to at least make a second round push. But the irony with all the teams that are fighting for that sweet spot is that they're battling an issue regarding their roster construction, their injuries, the strength of scheduling. So we'll go over those key details team by team because this is gonna be a battle royal to the very end when it comes to the playoff seeding in the Eastern Conference. But before we get to all that, I know you guys got a lot of different hobbies and interests. So definitely check out my weekly gems below. We got a lot of different things on fashion, business, tech, cookbooks, a lot of things you can use in your everyday life. So check it out in the description below. So this season wouldn't be what it is right now without King Julius. And Randall has definitely been doing his thing all year as he possibly could make the NBA all first team. And he definitely does have the statistical stats to make that all NBA first team. But you also gotta look at the fact that there's a lot of key stars this season that's also out with a lot of injuries. Look at James Harden, Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Due to the fact that those guys missed a lot of games, they will most likely not make that All-NBA First Team. But even though with all the success this season, things weren't always this way. As we all know, last season, Julius Randle struggled a bit, especially being that team leader. He had a lot of turnovers, and he went through a lot of ups and downs and a lot of frustrating times. And he spoke about this. And I find it very interesting in the early part of last season that he had a sit-down dinner with World Wide West and Leon Rose as they were trying to figure out his feelings and his frustrations about the current team. And they were trying to figure out what exactly he needed. Now, I'm not sure if they were trying to get a feel for the job on what requirements the Knicks needed before they took it, but I find it very interesting that they had the sit down with him way before they were even hired. And it's looking like it was a good possibility that the fix was already in on Steve Mills to get fired as a Knicks president since the early part of last year. You guys check it out.
0: You know, when you're not winning and you're not playing your best basketball, it's, it's tough. And uh, I always go back. <laughs> like, when I say things come full circle, it's really crazy because uh, I always go back. It was one night I was going through it, man. I was really upset. This really started the beginning of the season. I was really upset. And um, I'm at the restaurant. Uh, my agent, Aaron, Aaron um, he actually called me. He was like, man, I'm coming down there to see you. Um, and I only really like calling on my agent, man, because it's really like family, like how we operate. Uh, but he's like, I'm coming down there to see you. Uh, so he comes down there to see me. It's me, it's uh, Elford, because this is his other client. Um, it's him, uh, Kenny Payne, because Kentucky <laughs> was playing uh, in New York during that time, whereas Scala Nutella is Leon and it's Wes. <laughs> <laughs> And this is like, this is like in November or December. So this is how crazy it is. So we're talking, we're at the restaurant, like they see I'm down there trying to pick me up. They see I'm down there trying to talk to me. Like, what is it that you see? What is it that you, that you're feeling? What do you see on the court? What's, what's going on? So I'm telling them, telling them all the things, like I'm complaining, They're probably like, man, what's wrong with this dude? Like, you know, I'm telling them everything I don't like, you know what I mean? And, And what's, what's really bothering me. And, uh, you know, Wes really took it to heart. (laughs) And fast forward, six, seven, eight months later, they really took it to heart. And they came (laughs) and it's kind of like they saved me, honestly, in a sense, because Leon took the job. And not too far along, Wes took the job with him. And uh, Wes called me. He's like, yo, what do you need? What do you need to be an all-star? What do you need to to lead this team? And uh, one of the things I told him was I I really – you know, I need coaching. I need a coach to hold me accountable. I need a coach to push me. Um, so, Tibbs comes in the picture. Then they bring KP along, who was at the dinner as well. And uh, it's really, it's like I said, it really just comes full circle. because, you know, a year ago, at the start of the season, like, you know, it was tough. And now, you know, you bring in it. a lot of things, you know, in the league are about situation. They're about opportunity and all that type of stuff. And all this stuff really kind of, for me, came together as far as coaching, uh, opportunity, Uh, the team and what everybody else is doing, how we believe in each other, how Tibbs has everybody buying in, so uh, for me, it's about winning. Um, So, you know, you, uh, as players, you know, in the league, you get a lot of freedom, man, Um, you know, under certain situations, and uh, you know, one of the things that I did last summer when the season was over, I looked at all my tape, you know, I I didn't want to, uh, but I looked at my tape, and a lot of things you realize, like, you look at, you're like, you're getting away with certain things that you shouldn't be getting away with or you're not maybe being coached the way that you should be as far as like pushing me, you know what I mean? Um, and, and that's what I told Leon. And that's what I told Wes. Like I want a coach who's really going to hold us all accountable for, you know, every night that we step out there on the court, that winning is the most important thing. And uh, that's really what this team is about. Like uh, no matter what's going on throughout the season, you know, guys down from injury, uh, you know, the schedule's tough. Whatever it is, like whatever's thrown, thrown at us, we always say find a way to win. And that's really what it's about for us. It's about finding a way to win. So, um, you know, I just wanted a coach that was going to push us and hold us accountable that winning's the first thing and no other no other agendas. Because we know that, like in this league, when you win, everything goes up. Everybody's value goes up. Everybody looks better when you're winning. So uh, that's really what I, what I was really wanting.
1: I thought it was very interesting that K.P. was at that dinner also. But just going back into the NBA, as we all know, things are always about timing. And it seems like for Julius Randle, the timing of certain things are just coming along perfect. Sort of like the timing of Golden State getting Stephen Curry in the draft, getting Klay Thompson Andre Mongreen, Green, and then making certain trades or not pulling certain trades when they didn't trade clay thompson for kevin love or the league changing the rules to benefit the guards certain things come around because of timing and also you gotta look at stephen curry his contract them signing him to a 44 million dollar contract when he ended up in the middle of that contract becoming the best player of the league so they had a guy on the low for the cheap end playing at a very high level and sort of the timing of things is coming along for julius Randle with the pandemic Him having almost nine months off to fully break down his game and to build it back up again. And for the Knicks to change their whole regime, getting Leon Rose, getting Tibbs, getting his former Kentucky coaches like Kenny Payne. The timing of all these things are sort of coming together and we're seeing it unfold this season. Now, Randall also spoke about the culture that Tibbs brings to the Knicks, particularly how It had an effect on the younger guys. It sort of set a standard. Now, before I get to the bit, I like to talk about RJ and Quickly because these guys kind of have a chip on their shoulder due to the disrespect that they got, particularly RJ last season being left on the all-rookie list, first or second team. And then Quickly, this season has gotten disrespected during the draft, after the draft, with the criticism that the Knicks should have never got him, And even after he's playing good, he's still being sort of left off the conversations, particularly from the main people that cover the league. Now, having this chip on your shoulder could be a good motivational thing to have. As we've seen Michael Jordan have a chip on his shoulder, being left off his high school team. He even mentioned it in his Hall of Fame speech. He kind of carried that burden as a source of motivation. Same thing for Kobe Bryant. He had struggles in the early part of his career. He wasn't even considered one of the top rookies at the time. He sort of carried that burden as a source of motivation throughout his career. And especially when he lost the 2008 NBA Finals, the way that the Lakers were embarrassed, it sort of brought him to a whole new level. As Julius Randle will touch base here and explain that how the young guys always have a willingness to improve.
0: Guys want to improve. Um, Even like days like Today, you know, Tibbs has a blackout day. Guys are supposed to not be allowed in the facility to work out. Uh, But guys like Quick and RJ, uh, you know, Kev guys hit me up. Like, you know, we going in anyway. Like, they want to get better. And um, that's really what it's about. Like, you got a group of guys who are hungry to get better, uh, who are serious about the craft. And I think the encouraging thing is when you see the results, you want more of it. And um and that's kinda like what our group has has uh has done. We see the results of trusting each other, believing in each other, uh playing as a team, you know, everybody playing their whatever Tibbs asked them to do, whatever their role is, everybody sticking to it. You see the results, you know, the wins and getting better. And that's what that's kind of what's driving us. When I say I'm really having the most fun in my career I've had, uh, I really mean it, man. It's a hell of a time because uh You know, seasons pass, you go into games and you really don't know what to expect. Uh, When you're not on great teams, you don't know if you're going to win. You don't know if it's going to be hot or cold, like, uh, you know, especially when there's not really a culture established. And uh, for us, Tibbs has done a great job of immediately, you know, coming in and establishing a culture of how we're going to do things on a night-to-night basis, um, how we're going to play, you know, what we stand for as a team. And guys from top to bottom, I don't care who it is, uh, have bought in. Um, we didn't make any trades during trade deadline because, you know, when we look at our team, you know, you, you have to buy in and be about what we are about as a team. And uh, if it didn't fit, it didn't make sense. You know, what I mean, there's no point of, of, of messing up what we're doing. And that just says a lot about, you know, guys at the top believing in us as a unit and believing in us as a team. So uh, it's rare And uh, I'm definitely not taking it for granted. I cherish it. And uh, I just want to keep building upon it.
1: Now, if you look at the end of that bit right there, you see how Julius Randle kind of emphasized them not making a trade at the deadline because whoever is new and comes to the team, they have to sort of buy in or they'll stand out right away because they won't fit in. That's how strong Tibbs have had an effect on these guys. And it's great to see that the Knicks kind of have a sort of Similar culture as Miami. We always hear about the Miami Heat. They have a certain culture, a certain type of player archetype that they always have to have because you'll stand out right away because you'll realize you don't fit in with this type of culture. And it's great to see that the Knicks have that type of atmosphere right now. And we're seeing it play out every time we watch these games and we see how focused, how locked in that these guys are. Now, during our nine-game winning streak before it ended against the Phoenix Suns, it was great to see a lot of guys down this roster that contributed during this streak, as we had nice key victories, particularly against the Atlanta Hawks, they were Red Hot coming in, and particularly that win against the Toronto Raptors, as the Raptors were fighting for their playoff life, because they're pretty much at the end of their lifeline as far as getting into the playoffs this season by the time they came into the garden and played against us that was a huge game because the raptors definitely were playing with their backs against the wall so during this winning streak we could look at guys like nerlin's noel he stirred in the league in blocks average about 2.2 blocks per game and for a lot of this season this guy has pretty much been the starter of the team especially with mitch out in the early part of the season with his injuries and noel have to come in and fill in and then mitch getting re-injured and noel is continuing to fill in and he's definitely been doing his thing and we gotta look at bullock man bullseye bullock this guy has been money in the clutch and hopefully his hot shooting can continue on down the stretch heading into the playoffs and especially the former mvp derrick rose He's definitely been doing his thing. I see Tibbs loves combining him with quickly off the bench. Everyone bitches and complains about Peyton starting, but it seems like that dynamic off the bench with Rosen quickly is definitely a working formula and Tibbs probably doesn't need to fuck with it too much. So we're gonna have to put up with Peyton starting for a bit. And all this is happening with the guards, the great play with Alec Burks going through COVID protocols. So it'll be interesting to see how Tibbs reinserts him back into the lineup, how he distributes the minutes, especially among the guards, which was already crowded to begin with, as we've seen the Knicks made the trade at the deadline and got rid of Austin Rivers. But hopefully this type of production from guys off the bench, particularly Nerland's Noel, can continue even when Mitch Robinson comes right back into the rotation. Because this is going to be very important because we've seen... A number of games this season, not too many, of Julius Randle having struggles, particularly in the early part of the first half, but the Knicks are still right in those games. And that's because of unexpected guys coming through and adding some huge contributions. And we need this type of production to continue on heading into the end of the season, right into the playoffs. And I almost forgot to mention Taj Gibson, the Fort Greene legend, Looking like the modern-day Kurt Thomas right now for the Knicks. Just that steady, reliable vet. He's definitely coming through. And Tibbs is squeezing that orange, all the remaining juice that he could just get out of it. And Taj Gibson is hanging in there and just being productive as hell. And it's great to see. And finally, heading down the stretch of this gauntlet of a season that we're in. And it's going to be a battle royal with us. And a few teams to try to get that 4th, 5th, 6th seed. And mainly the sweet spot is going to be the 4th and 5th seed. So at least we don't have to try to play with the top 3 teams. Now the teams I'm referring to is the Atlanta Hawks, the Boston Celtics, the Miami Heat, and the Charlotte Hornets. And not too far behind the Hornets is the Indiana Pacers. But right now I'm going to leave them off this list. Now, right now, we're currently holding that fourth place position, but it's going to be very difficult to hold. And I'm going to start off with the Boston Celtics. They're coming in red hot right now, and they have the easiest schedule out of all the teams right now that are battling for that fourth and fifth seed. And we also got to look at how they didn't even get a contribution yet from the main guy they made a trade for, which is Evan Fonier out of Orlando. So without even any contribution from him, they're already playing good. They have an easy schedule they have the best path to at least secure that fourth and fifth seed to not have to play the top three teams in the first round and also jalen brown and tatum they're coming along nicely right now and they're coming into their proper form at the right time now the atlanta hawks are the fifth seed and their team is definitely deep in their bench of course they spent the most money this offseason. Out of all the teams in the NBA, of course, they were pretty much tied around with us as far as having the cap space, and they definitely filled up their roster. Now, they have a lot of guys going through protocols. They had a lot of injuries this season, but they've pretty much held steady even though they didn't have their full ship in working order. And a lot of guys for them are going to be coming back into their lineups. So they're definitely going to make a run to at least stay in the position that they're at right now or perhaps even go after that fourth seed. Now, the Miami Heat, the reigning Eastern Conference champions, as we all know, they definitely have the mental fortitude to make a push. Right now, they're still dealing with a lot of injuries. Victor Oladipo right now is pretty much out indefinitely. And right now, they kind of have a lot of filler guys covering the minutes that Victor Oladipo isn't playing. Guys that are kind of past their prime, like Trevor Reza, Andre Iguodala, and also some of the guys last year that kind of outperformed their status, like Tyler Hero and Duncan, they're not doing as well as they did before. Sometimes when the players have expectations, all of a sudden, they sort of fall back down to earth. And this is what's pretty much happening to some of the Miami Heat players this season. But you know, the irony with this team for this whole year is that they never been healthy as a whole unit, whether they're going through protocols or whether they're dealing with injuries. They just haven't really been together long enough to even establish that chemistry that they had last year to make that push to go to the nba finals but i still got to put them in the mix because once again they have jimmy butler they got bam playing at a high level and of course the culture that they have you can never underestimate this team and finally looking at the hornets of course they're getting Lamelo ball back they have guys like terry rozier playing out of his mind this season and surprisingly, Michael Jordan for the first time in a long time looks like he has a good product. But the Hornets have been kind of up and down as of late. They are three and seven in their last 10 games. They're holding on to their eighth seed, but maybe having LaMelo back into that lineup could actually insert them to make a push to perhaps gain a fifth seed or maybe sixth seed. They were definitely doing their thing before he got injured. But of course, with injuries, teams are going to have slowdowns, but you can't rule that team out. But as far as the Knicks, in comparison to all those teams, even though we're sitting in the fourth seed, we do have the toughest schedule remaining. We're going to play against Denver, the Phoenix Suns once again, which have been a red hot team. And we're going to play against the Clippers and the Lakers. And of course, we're going to end the season against the Hornets and the Celtics, two teams that are actually battling for our current position. So as we head off to this West Coast trip, our first two games against the Grizzlies and the Houston Rockets are gonna be very important games. But the only tricky part of those two matchups, even though those are pretty much the two easiest matchups in our West Coast run, they're pretty much back-to-back games. So I like to see how Tibbs manages the minutes but it is gonna be a gauntlet to the very end. And if this West Coast trip actually goes good, it's gonna be a good buildup for us to develop some sort of mental fortitude to go into the playoffs kind of being red hot. We played against legit teams, especially on the road, and now we're gonna enter the playoffs this way. Once again, this brings me back to the point I made early in the segment, the importance of timing. And it seems like the timing of us Just having a sort of difficult West Coast trip is going to kind of build character for us to enter into the playoffs with that sort of mental fortitude and just resilience of just dealing with a grueling schedule, playing against tough teams and kind of having our backs against the wall. Because we definitely have to finish strong in order to keep our seating or position ourselves in a great place where we don't have to participate in a play in than have to play against one of the top three teams in the conference. So it is what it is. I'm definitely confident about the team heading into this West Coast trip due to the fact that we have Tibbs and sort of the preparation that he has these guys under for every single matchup. The Knicks are just going to have to pull through on the mental side as far as the traveling, the short rest, especially on these travel back-to-backs. And just looking at that Laker matchup, that's going to be a match that we're going to have to come correct for because the Lakers will be looking to beat us because the remaining part of their scheduling, the last three games that they have is against all difficult teams and they're not trying to finish in the seventh seed. So just keep that in mind. So it is what it is. Definitely you guys on the channel, check out the playlist. There's other shows that I have and other videos that I have pertaining to what's going on around the league. There's definitely another show called Chopping the Sticks. You guys can hit me up on the Discord uh, channel that I have. Send me your gamer tags. We could play 2K and chop it up. And I'll definitely feature it on the channel. So it is what it is. Till next time, you guys stay safe. Peace.